Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and plot theories. You can follow The Story Tinker on all podcast platforms and videos of most episodes on YouTube. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like weekly bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. Thanks for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Purple Hyacinth called Persuasive Psychic. And today we have Fire Dancer and Foop. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thanks so much. So we opened the episode with Lauren taking over the investigation part of um, with McTrevor. And the way that she sits already is, you know, extremely dominant, extremely assertive. We talked about her pose last time. It's fantastic. And, you know, she has a very direct gaze, completely fearless, very intimidating. She tells him, let's start with the lies you were spewing while my gullible partner played investigator. It's like, ugh, I'm straight to the gut already. <laughs> not, not necessarily great to show a divided front, but fine. <laughs> She, right off the bat, she is already trashing Kieran, and I am so here for it. Uh, right off the bat, she's already saying, you answer to me, not him. <laughs> and Kieran probably doesn't have that a lot. He's, you know, pretty snarky and pretty confident. And, like, for that to be taken down a notch is probably mm-hmm. a surprise for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He needs it. Mm-hmm. But luckily for him, it won't like damage his psyche. It'll just maybe get him a little bit more realistic. His, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Reality <Yeah>. check. <laughs> yeah. First, you weren't only in charge of transactions and you didn't do them alone. You were working closely with other people, including Apostle 7, but you've never gotten the letter from him. Now, I'm sure he didn't risk visiting in person or calling you, and he was avoiding a paper trail. McTrevor, meanwhile, he kind of has like the poker face, which is, you know, clever of him. He's he may be dumb, but he's not that dumb. <laughs> and he says, so, think, so, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. You go. I'm just going to continue reading. Oh, I was going to say, um, I think he's trying to figure out who this person is because he hasn't really interacted with them much. And so he's like, okay, who is this? Because she's obviously not the other guy who seemed a bit more like sarcastic and she seems to be way more business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not cracking jokes uh, McTrevor also is already developing a black and blue mark from the book that she accidentally threw at his head <laughs> and he has that cut that Kieran gave him under his eye he looking a oh, bit well. roughed up yeah. <laughs> and she continues so he probably used an intermediary to relay spoken messages which that's deduction you know going from the details that she got to then jumping to something else mm. a person with whom you will have a meeting a meeting sooner or later and Kieran's like mm, I love it it's an impressed look and that's that's something we like about Kieran yeah he's very cocky and he likes to like brag about himself but I have a feeling it's like kind of for show he doesn't mind admiring other people's um abilities and you know, you get the sense he's admiring it. He's already complimented her, you know, in the cave back earlier when they were sparring. So it's nice to see that about him. He's not um, threatened by other people's competence. Yeah, no. mm-hmm. Say what you want about him, but he gives credit where credit is due. Yeah, he's drinking that respect women juice. 
Indeed. <laughs> he, looks, he looks very relaxed in that panel like he literally looks like he's just sitting back and letting her do it he's here he's watching it he's he probably has like you know a box i don't know a carton what do you call it a box of popcorn a bag <laughs> of popcorn like yeah. underneath that panel where it cuts off like he's gonna have so much fun watching this oh yeah and Trevor is nervous. He is sweating and he's like, How could you? And she's like, I can read your mind, darling. Your deepest, darkest secrets and desires. You can't hide anything from me. Oh God. <laughs> oh, she is hilarious. She, now she's getting a, a a page from the drama book from Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. She's so confident. The energy is immaculate. Oh yeah close to him that smile underneath her mask <laughs> and you know he uh tries to get some a little bit of uh, pieces of dignity he has left and he's like i don't believe this nonsense a lie and lauren's like now just now lying again you're afraid i actually can aren't you he is superstitious man mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel smart oh sorry go ahead i'm oh, sorry i couldn't really quite hear you um, I feel so bad for McTrevor because no one has ever really encountered this type of situation before. True. Like, the Phantom Scythe has probably prepared him for a lot, but the Phantom Scythe definitely never prepared him for Lauren Sinclair. Oh, no. <laughs> and like the ability of the light, of her lie detecting ability. Uh, ain't no one ready for Lauren ever. <laughs> <laughs> So he starts to deny it and he says, you may think you're smart, but you won't. But then Lauren cuts in with the Trump card and says, you lied earlier about your children. You do care about someone, don't you? You're not married and there are no children living under your roof. Must have been bored out of wedlock. And she shows a picture of the kid. Uh, ouch. And McTrevor twitches at that. <sighs> so no need to confirm he's your bastard. I don't care, which it's kind of like she's deliberately using a, a demeaning term. I think which is unfortunate but she's doing it to unsettle him further Mm -hmm. let's not waste any time arguing since we're already on the same page and again she's assuming that you know he's going to go far for this to defend this this kid but whichever tries to lie and he says I don't know who that is must be from one of the apostle the seventh files and Lauren says you can lie all you want McTrevor but we're going to find this kid and then well you know what happens it's like ouch this is um very phantom psyche tactics mm-hmm. as we'll later discover but like even before that it's very typical terrorist bad people tactics and um, yeah lauren using that is you know uh, we mentioned it the other day but you always say like you said a lauren is a parallel of phantom psyche mm-hmm. this is a little bit of that going on yeah <laughs> a little Lauren, you're getting a little dark there. Are you sure? You I mean, want to go? Into I mean, this? I mean, listen. Kieran has said it before, but if she wasn't a cop, she'd make a damn good assassin. I mean, so like the morals are a little. The morals are a little vague, so he's not wrong. True. Well, presumably, she's only bluffing, but yeah, that even just to do that is that's not what the police would or should at least right presumably they don't go around doing this which is why she's gone a step further huh so um and then she tells him unless you tell us about your business with the phantom scythe 
<laughs> Kirian thinking to himself, hmm, as expected, she's useful. He has a, that little proud grin on his face. <laughs> proud like, of his Lauren. like Lauren would ever disappoint, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but he also expected this, like, he probably, I guess he wasn't, like, super sure, but, like, he kind of knew that he, she would be useful. Yeah. Had a hunch. He take her in a flash. Like, I mean, it was a very snap yeah. judgment. True, yeah. So, yeah, which or, is uh, a lot of trust to place on a random person you just met, but let's, let's just I mean, say, I'm assuming he thinks highly of his observation skills and his, like, people analytics, so he mm -hmm. probably made a snap judgment about Lauren when he saw her, and decided to go with maybe that. it could be that where someone else could be behind their team up yeah. and told Karen mm -hmm. about her. That's the theory <laughs> <laughs> the puppeteer pulling the strings mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so she continues she says what's your role in apostle the seventh operation and McTrevor says truthfully I oversee the weapons import and manage the front business we make everything look legitimate other people took care of the paper trail I clean the money so now she continues, give me the names of the people you're working with and their responsibilities. <clears throat> and he says, Harry Anslow and Ryan Flemings, they're the only ones I've been in contact with. Don't know who the others are. We're all merchants. We're using each other as alibis to cover up the real transactions. And here he's looking away regretfully. It's, he, he's telling the truth and his face reflects that as well. Yeah. I find it interesting that like, I don't know, Everyone in everyone in this operation seems to think they're so important, but like they, in hindsight, you see they are so kept in the dark. They know almost nothing. Mm -hmm. And I love how I love how McTrevor becomes an instant snitch as soon as like his child is pulled into the picture. Like he's like, "You guys can get caught by the police. I'm, I'm moving out of the country with my son." <laughs> Like, listen, buddy, I don't, I don't want no trouble here, but <laughs> and the, this, 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 and this, they work here. They, they, this is the time they come in. I don't need any trouble. But yeah, this is, this is why McTrevor is my favorite loon convict because he actually shows some sort of compassion for other people. And although, yes, he is Phantom Scythe, we don't really know what pulled him into it. Like, it is kind of implied that he's in it for the money. But, you know, when you see Ed Harlot, Art Hollis, you're like, yeah, I, it makes sense why he would need money. Well, I mean, you know, what's interesting is that Lauren also gave him a long list of other things, some of which were pretty bad things. Like, the thing that I remember most was, like, prostitution rings and uh, well, treason. True. Treason could be anything because, you know, it depends on what the law of treason is. But there was also, like, um, there was murder there also, or like, yeah. um, collaboration for murder or something like that. So I we like don't know him. that Elsie did, but yeah. I like him because he is a terrible person, but at least he likes his at least he likes his child. I'm presuming it's a son. Fair. He at least has some sort of moral compass. He's a, he's a good dad. Yes. <laughs> Who is listen, listen we st we stand good parents. Yeah. Because we get so confused. Okay. There is a lacking Wait. amount of good parents in Art Hollis. Honestly. Okay. He may be a terrible person, but at least he cares about his family. He cares about his child. child. Mm. 
we don't know exactly what his how he even takes care of his kids but we know he just doesn't want him to die a painful death Mm -hmm. that's that's the minimum level he has yeah the bar is the bar is on the floor (laughs) the bar when it comes to the characters is always on the floor oh god we're terrible people if we can stand karen then we can stand with trevor that's exactly what i was thinking of i was like there's my husband we're going through the head but it's like but he did this but he that like but he i don't know stitched lauren up or whatever and he's like yeah but he's (laughs) right exactly but he cares (laughs) (laughs) well everybody needs someone in their corner okay everyone needs someone to believe in them because nobody will ever strive to become a better person if no one believes in them so we are the people believing in characters with flaws and we're going to help them get better that's our story i swear all i swear all ph readers just sound like we're in such unhealthy relationships (laughs) I, i don't think ph i don't think the fandom needs ph updating on mondays i think the fandom needs to go to therapy on Mondays. <laughs> we could listen. do both. Why not both? You know, that classic thing. <laughs> now, listen, therapy is expensive. pH is free. Like, <laughs> unless you fast pass. Right. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure we all do. <laughs> I don't, wait, Fire, you don't fast pass, right? I don't know. Okay. No. Cool, cool. <laughs> Oh, it's just sitting here just like I can't say nothing. I know, right? It's like <laughs> what's coming up now? It's 90, right? 90 is coming up. 90 94, I think tomorrow. Right for for us, but for regular I think it's 90. Yeah, I 90. I don't even remember what happens in 90. Oh wait, okay. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anywho, um Lauren, Lauren does this like face it's like this it's really funny she says in the operation itself since you lied before what's the apostles goal if they're not for fundraising where else could these weapons be going i wonder <laughs> you know for benevolent things somewhere like a rebellion perhaps and she furrows her eyebrows here and at this point he says i swear i don't know anything else but he's lying the fact More that this man is sorry the fact yeah, the fact that um <laughs> He thinks she can read his mind, but he's still trying to lie to her face. I find hilarious. The lengths he will go to cover his ass. I'm he, McTrevor is the best loot convict. Indeed. He's entertaining. I will say that. <laughs> well, he literally has two brain cells. Well, no. So I mean, mean, I mean, better than the rest of them, so... It's affectionate bullying, Mindy. Yes. <laughs> I have no strong opinions on the loon convicts, I will say. <laughs> I have not ranked them. Maybe I've ranked other characters and I haven't ranked them. <laughs> Listen, my ranking, Colden at the bottom, Blexley third, Anselo second, McTrevor first. Like, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, I th- yeah, I think mine is Colden is the last one. He's number four. Then we have Blakesley only because I think she has good fashion taste. And then we have Onslow because to me, he's like, he reminds me of a sixth grader who dresses like a highlighter. <laughs> and then we have McTrevor. <laughs> no, Blakesley a... is third because I will admit she tried. She tried to have brain cells. 
even though she has like negative seven, it's fine. She's probably the most competent one there. She definitely insulted the other ones, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. <laughs> so Lauren just smirks and says, don't try me. And he just shivers and trembles. He's like, oh, shoot. And then he comes clean and he says, 10 years ago, the leader promised us a better world, free from the tyranny of the royals. You're right. Rumor has it that the weapons that are being imported into the city in anticipation of that long overdue revolution. And he smirks. The time when the people of our hollows will take back power in the city is coming. So he believes that. He seems to... um, whether or not he himself is super idealistic he definitely believes that that's what's going to happen and lauren just smiles and says wonderful yeah see yeah. how easy honesty is <laughs> which is yeah. a line i mean yeah. i think it's mm-hmm. true i mean i i think many you know it's a common trope that like the easiest way to operate life is just by being honest because they don't have to remember everything mm-hmm. but it's an interesting line in the context of this whole comic where lying mm-hmm. and truth is so big true and i i like how big trevor's demeanor changes like he goes from very scared of Lauren, but I think he's kind of figured her out, like, since, like, um, she can always say when he's lying. So n- the way he talks about the weapons and how he's talking about the phantom sites freeing the world, it's just, yeah, he definitely believes in it and he's very confident in it, even though he should be terrified and he was terrified moments ago. Yeah, I think it's from what I from what I've gathered about him, it seems to be my theory is that's his main reason for being in Phantom Sides, because he seems very passionate about it and very just like he believes in this cause. To where I think maybe his reason is because he wants a rebellion. And maybe not as much of the money as the other ones. Because oh, I know like because I know the other ones, they were purely in it for the money, but Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like maybe he was more in it for the yeah. revolution sort of thing. And I think, yeah, he I does think also pretty gleeful. Right. And I think the reason for that glee is because right now he's in the position of weakness, mm-hmm. but he's thinking about the time where like, oh, you know, you got me now, but one day we'll take over and you'll be the one who's, you know, lowly and in prison and interrogated just like you have me now. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think, an, also an immediate reaction to his situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is just a side note, but like, for some reason, I've always pictured McTrevor with an Irish accent. So I just, I always just read these lines in a very thick Irish accent, and I'm just like, yes, <laughs> yes, I love this. Overdue revolution. Okay, no, I can't do it. <laughs> Overdue revolution. Fuck okay, it. Overdue revolution. The time when the people of the Hadas will take back power in the city is coming. <laughs> I'm so sorry to any Irish people. <laughs> Y'all are butchering the Irish I accent. I swear, I can do a better a better Irish accent if I actually try. I swear. I'm not even gonna try. I don't want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to offend people tonight. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ireland. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hopefully maybe in Ireland for a week in the summer, so maybe I'll get a better one Ooh. then. Thank you. If my massive European tour works out. <laughs> okay. So she says, see how easy honesty is. And then he just, you know, it's like, what what are you and your subordinate planning? And you know, nervous. <laughs> and then Kieran's like, subordinate? Who is the subordinate? Me? 
the listen, best buddy. One. Like, listen, buddy. No offense, but you were useless. <laughs> I love it. The Lord just laughs. Oh, oh, sorry. Like, oh, did you hear that? Supporting it, it suits you. <laughs> and we start just bickering. He's like, I'm the one who proposed this deal. You ungrateful. I basically hired you. He's like, yeah. But look how useless you were tonight, amateur. What would you have done without me, huh? You'd still be crying over your broken nose because of those brick walls your investigation keeps running into. Oh, gosh. He's using puns, too. She's like, wow, crying. Bold to ever assume that I have ever, which shows you something about Lauren. She doesn't cry a lot. And then they just keep fighting. It was just like these, you know, non-filled out words, blanks between them. And McTrevor's like... The slow zoom in on McTrevor's face, just like... <laughs> my dude deserves better than this he does like god damn, he didn't he doesn't even have competent interrogators like mm-hmm. fucking ache you know lauren and kira they could totally use this as like torture tactics mm-hmm. <laughs> like, i think if they just Watching did the figures, this it's a sitcom people pay for this entertainment usually i don't know if it's torture <laughs> nah, I feel like if you're being interrogated though, and your interrogators just start torture? arguing like a married couple, you know when one two of your friends are like having a fight and they're a couple, and you're just sitting there just like, please help me. <laughs> I feel like that would just third be... wheel. <laughs> I feel like they, I feel like they, their kidnappy, their kidnappies would just be there, just like, oh dear lord, save me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, McTrevor, think- <laughs> McTrevor is like lurkers on the PH Discord when there's a heated theory battle going on. <laughs> that or just a roast session going on. Mm-hmm. Or weird crack ships going on. My, my. I saw oh my something God, the other day. I want to unsee. <laughs> so many things. You were not there because it was in fast test. But good lord. Oh, <laughs> no. I want to bleach my brain. Oh, I'm afraid. <laughs> The it was of, fast, fast material, but oh my god! The amount of cursed memes I have seen that I wish I could unsee. <laughs> I feel so bad for the lurkers because <laughs> they are so out of context. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a lot, many entertaining times. Um, but I do agree; they totally do argue like a married couple. Yes, <laughs> score one for shippers. Hey. <laughs> And McDermott's like, uh, so uh, if you're so busy arguing, can uh, can I go? <laughs> and they just yell at him, no! Like, they're united about one thing. <laughs> and Lauren continues, she's like, now tell me, you must have kept records of your past fraudulent transactions, or at least your communications with your phantom scythe friends to add to the alibi. Perhaps here? And he says, no, which that's true, so it's not there. I didn't keep records. Eh, not true. And she's like, here then, No. Also, he's just like helping her. It's like hot and cold over here. What about here? <laughs> no, God damn it. And he lies. I told you there's nothing. So of course, Lauren pulls open the drawer and it says transaction concluded and there's a seal. It's like not very subtle, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, aha, look, my dear gullible so coordinate. It seems like we found the jackpot. Why is she just antagonizing him? Because it's fun. I love how she calls him gullible again because she called him like she called him gullible right at the beginning, and now 
she has subordinate to add on to it. So she has <laughs> my dear gullible subordinate. It suits him. It suits him. It does suit him. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and the seal, what does the seal have? Well, ironically, it looks like that's olive branches, right? An olive wreath, which, you know, that's a symbol of peace. So not very peaceful irony. I thought it, I thought it kind of looks like lavender or snapdragons. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, it could, yeah. Maybe, I guess. Yeah, I'd say either snapdragons or laurel wreaths. I don't know. And then I'm not sh- mm-hmm. I was planting my garden and I was like, I want to have like, you know, webtoony related stuff. So I bought a ton mm-hmm. of bohyacinths and I tried to find poppy seeds from in the pop and I couldn't find poppy seeds. And then I was like, wait, what about snapdragons? And I was like, wait, I had snapdragons in my dry garden last year before I started reading pH. They didn't grow again yet, but I don't know if they're supposed to grow every year, but I had snapdragons and I, um, I have the grape hyacinths, which doesn't really count. Um, and it had yeah, it had lilies and tiger lilies, which are from yeah. poppy land, which also I didn't plant that on purpose. I was like, yeah, I'm all set. I have my webtoon garden ready. Hey. Yeah. No, I went shopping for flowers today and like I go there and I'm just like, where are your hyacinths? They didn't have any and I'm sad. And then I found snapdragons and I'm just like, give me, please. Oh my god, okay. Like a month or like two months ago, I got my hands on a purple hyacinth and then like two days later it died. You know, I saw I spent like $20 on them. I bought a lot. <laughs> no, yeah. like I, I found a whole pot of hyacinths like around my neighborhood and I was like, ah, yes. <laughs> Watch me steal one in the night. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Anywho, I'm not, I'm not going to be committing a felony, I swear. <laughs> you may be eating and abetting a criminal, but you know. <laughs> Fire, imagine Loon shows up at your door and they're like, we heard you were stealing hyacinths. <laughs> I totally wasn't eating. getting ready to murder people. No. <laughs> you and Kirit no. fire the purple hyacinths. <laughs> no, I dress up in my Kieran cosplay and I just go around to the, all right, who's ready to die? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I thought you did that Kieran cosplay. <laughs> like all right i have my final touch i'm ready final touch oh gosh Hmm. so anyway kieran looks at the clock and says it seems like we're also running out of time in a few minutes the police will be here to arrest you they already have everything they need to put you away for the next 20 years there's nothing you can do about it the evidence is undeniable have fun which by the way you know there's there's this very interesting like funny writing thing where it's like making fun of um tropes in like movies one of them is that like the bad guys or I guess in this case, the good guys explain what they're going to do. And then of course, like they they assume the person's going to die and they just explain their evil plot. And then the person gets away and just like undoes their evil plot. So it's like, I don't know if it's very useful to like tell the person what's going to happen. Um, things can go wrong when you do that, but mm-hmm. he did it. So, <laughs> oh, well, I guess, I guess maybe it was his little way of like saying, prepare yourself because you're done for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, a little side note, I just, I find it nice that if you look at the clock in other panels, it might be blurred, but you can see, like, the hands are moving, or, like, moving around. It's cool. I noticed that. Nice. Yeah, it's currently 11.05, right? I think so. Yes. That's yeah, some good guys... attention to detail. Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you recognize the painting behind them? I, I don't. I'm not such an uh, art person. I Is it like Washington? Yeah, I don't recognize it, but I know it's I an actual like Yeah, I feel like I've seen it before. Let me search it. Yeah. Hmm. Hold on. Wait, let me see if I can find a better angle. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, so anyway, while y'all are searching, Lorian grabs the files, says, we'll be keeping this, and tells him, you know, shows him the picture again of the kid and says, if you want the kid to live, you'd better cooperate. Keep your mouth shut about what happened tonight. Oh, one last thing. When the police ask you and you inevitably cave, tell them you saw two male individuals. All right. Very smart move on her part, so she will not be implicated in the slightest. Well, yeah, that's what, she <laughs> that's what she hopes. And they're leaving. And at this moment, screech, we hear, see the police car coming. Um, and which is also interesting. Oh, the car, sorry, the cars. And it is, you know, 11 11, right? They, they're going back to the file where they said, you know, be here at 11 11. Night now it's 11, pretty much 11 11, maybe 11 10. And police car, they're out on the porch, and the police car is down there on the corner. He may say, you know, <laughs> Kieran says, wishing you a wonderful time in hell, sir. Again, just flamboyant, dramatic, once again. And the police comes out, brandishing their guns, and they whoosh themselves out the window. Very last minute. Maybe not so safe. And here we have the APD coming in, and McTrevor is just sitting there like a lamb for the slaughter. Oh, um, bundled up <laughs> yeah nah. i like the uh, i like that the mm-hmm. sorry yeah. yeah i like that it's a full moon and it's just kind of like um shining over everyone where it's kind of like loon is a kind of i guess force that is mm-hmm. i don't know above them sort of thing and then also it's kind of like the moon is shining directly on mctrevor it's kind of like here's Here's your prisoner on a silver platter. It's yeah. kind of like, now that you bring it up, it's kind of like um, Loon watches everything. Loon yeah. sees everything. Loon knows everything. Loon knows all. <laughs> wow, that was a cool episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how it ends also like on Loon. And I always saw it as like the police coming in and they realize like, loon this was the loon mm-hmm. and it's kind of and because of the way that it's formatted like with the circles and the petals it's like the police realizing that like oh and us realizing like oh this is a force um that will be very powerful mm-hmm. the petals are like i mean maybe a little reminiscent of the purple hyacinth petals so the show mm-hmm. that he has mm-hmm. i mean obviously half of loon is the purple hyacinth <laughs> So maybe to show that he has the they have the potency. Yeah. There's a little touch on the on the thing. Nice. And I'm trying to figure out if circles represent Lauren in any way, but I think I might be getting a little too far. Her, I do. her going around in circles for 10 years, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um I think whenever there's like something really important, the text is put in bubbles like these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. But yes. Heck yeah. A good episode. Oh yes. Extremely good episode. So good. Very funny. 
not one of my favorites nothing traumatic right not (laughs) trauma inducing yes no thanks we didn't cry we didn't huddle in a corner we just laughed and had fun (laughs) oh the good old days i miss these (laughs) i miss when things were so simple simple all we had was their banter it was nice they were dysfunctional it was dysfunctional but not what's the word i'm looking for dysfunctional but not um despising each other mm-hmm. we didn't have problems no problems <laughs> No problem at all. Sure, everything was just hunky dory here. Everything was fine. <laughs> well, if you had to describe this episode in one word, what would it be for you? I think it's a fun thing to end the episode with. Sherlock. That's our Sherlock. Sherlock. I would say Sherlock because that's what they remind me of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Watson and Holmes, um, they have banter together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, they go out solving mysteries. This is basically what Loon is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably describe it as probably just dysfunctional (laughs) I don't know but in a in a nice way in a fun way where it's like they don't exactly have a groove together yet but it works and it's it's been a plus a plus Mm -hmm. the word that comes up for me is supremacy because everyone's trying to get supremacy here. McTrevor is trying to gain supremacy and uh, over you know them and Lauren is trying to gain supremacy over Kieran and Kieran, he's not trying to gain supremacy, but he's offended by his lack of supremacy or offended by the, you know, kind of like reverse of supremacy with the word subordinate. So that's the word that pops up for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Well, guys, I think this is going to get the record for the shortest BH episode ever. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. episode. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly, easy to listen for everybody. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on. This was fantastic and fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank always. you. My pleasure. See y'all later. All right. Bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Allie Cat, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, and Alexa. Your support is much appreciated. Mm-hmm.